And over time, I think within like weeks, like the population here was just boom. Like, what was that? They were saying in the tour it was like 200 people a day. Like 200 people a day showing, yes. showing up. And the it was all woods, and then it turned into like a shanty town. And then it grew and grew and grew to what it is now. I, I honestly, my opinion of the place, I, I love it here. Mm -hmm. I mean, we showed up today with a, a flipping flat tire and had to run around all over the place and get it taken care of. We didn't really have any time to go downtown, but uh, it's still—it's just nice. It's a nice place. It's relaxing, very earthy, yeah, type of feeling. Uh, but I think the Crescent was built in 1886. Yes, 1886. And I'll, I'll let you go ahead and take over from there, from what you read earlier. So the Crescent Hotel. Uh, very interesting. So it started out um, as the hotel, and then it kind of went to pot for a while until. Well, it didn't start out as the college. Yes, the college, and then then the hospital, and now the, the hotel. Wasn't it a hotel as well before that though? I think I can't remember. It was either hotel, college, hospital, hotel, or college, hospital, hotel. I believe it was hotel, hotel. College, hospital, hotel. okay, yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking. Sorry, yeah, oh, that's what you're good. Uh, so the the problem was, so we're gonna go into Norman Baker, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about Norman Baker. Uh, that's the one that everybody knows about uh, when it comes to the Crescent Hotel. The problem with this guy was, well. He didn't always live in Eureka Springs. He used to live up in Iowa. Iowa. Yes, he used to live up in Iowa. And he started his journey up in Iowa. And he started his his whole kind of career as a fraudster as being a vaudeville magician. So he started on stage as a magician. And he did that for quite a few years. Uh, actually pulled in quite a bit of money on stage. And it went pretty well for him. Uh... And after a while, he just kind of got tired of it. Um, he met a girl there while doing the stage performances. Uh, they fell in love with each other. He ended up getting married with her, and she took over the world as a magician. And they were going to take their show on stage. But while they were down on downtime during the off-season, he ended up inventing a steam-powered... Oh, sorry, a water-powered... What? Air. Was it air powered? Oh, it was air powered. <laughs> You're right. It's, I'm like steam, water, air. One of those five elements. Um, anyway, so, yes, a water powered air. God dang it. An air, air powered power organ. Air powered organ, which is really weird to think about. Air powered organ um, compared to steam. And then he'd later go on to destroy a lot of organs. Yeah, he would. He would. You're right. He did go on later to wrong. destroy a lot, a lot of organs. I didn't think of it that way, but uh, I guess you're right. But anyways, uh, he ended up. <clears throat> yeah, he ended up creating this, and he sold the first one for five hundred dollars, and that was equivalent to twenty thousand dollars in today's money. And as soon as that first one sold. 
another buyer was like just right there and mm-hmm. he sold the next one and he's like well dang why am i being a magician on stage when i can literally just pop these out of my house mm-hmm. and make forty thousand dollars just like that and so he created a little like he got the pat he created a pat- got a patent for it and actually went to industry and started industrializing it and started getting them shipped out and after that he became a millionaire and as soon as he started becoming a millionaire he's like bye bye wife i don't want you anymore uh kicked his wife to the curb and um yeah completely left the magician act behind and just started working on his organ and selling it and if he just kept doing that he would have been fine but no he was power hungry and greedy so after that he decided i'm gonna buy a college and he started a college up in iowa he, he, he bought a college up in Iowa, and uh, it was an art college. Never taught art a day in his life, but he still took everyone's money from it. And then after that, that lasted for like a few months, and he got bored of that again and started his own radio station. He went to the city council and was like, listen, guys, I can make us famous. All I want from you guys is free taxes, free water, and what was it else? Uh, electric. Electric. And free he, he, electric. Was, he was given so many watts. Yep. Uh, it was 500 watts, but he often produced 10,000 watts, which was way over the limit. For a wider range. Yeah, for a wider right. range of audience, which got him almost to a million people. And uh, But anyways, the town didn't realize that. Um, th- but he was like, hey, listen, I'll make our town famous and in Iowa. And it did. It worked. A lot of people found out about their town. So it did work. But the problem is... He started out, and he would he would bash organized um, medications and uh, big business and all of that. So he was like, "I'm the middleman. I'm the young, you know, I'm the young spunky guy. Like, come to me for all of your your needs. Uh, those surgeons are just cutters. They just want to cut you. Mm-hmm. You know, come to me for the cure." Which that was okay, kind of. But the problem was, he started bashing people over the radio in a way that was so bad that he started being personal with it. He stopped doing just the general just. He started bashing people that he knew personally and started calling them drunkards and harlotans wow. and all over his live radio. Uh, and <clears throat> Must be getting old. Right. Yeah, probably getting old. Uh, and so, anyways, he heard about this guy down in Cal- uh, Kansas City, uh, this doctor who had this, this magic cure. And so he ended up going down to Kansas City. And, okay, so no discussion shit. He ended up going down to Kansas City and learning what this cure was and bringing it back up to Iowa. Pretty much copying the cure, calling it his own, and getting people to try this cure. Well, he's like, I got the cure for cancer, guys. I'm a doctor. (laughs) Never took medicine in his life. Didn't have any training whatsoever. Um, Had five patients that he agreed to originally go down to Kansas City to get this treatment. Um, he published an article saying, I've got the cure, come come to me, and it had his face on it with two assistants behind him, and it's like, I've got the cure, all my patients are doing amazing. Uh, by the time the magazine was published, one patient had already died. Uh, I think within the next, the first six, or first six months, about halfway through the year, uh, he went ahead and published the article again. Didn't change a word, didn't say anything about the one person dying. But by the time he published within the next six months, 
two other patients had died out of the out of the yeah. four or five, and so by the end of the year, right before Christmas time, he post he sold another copy. Didn't change anything again. Still showing that it was the cure for cancer, and ended up selling um, selling three sets of his magazine uh, that was published by himself. No peer reviews, of course, and all five of his patients died. Yep, uh, within a year. Uh, needless, well, is, huh? Then they were telling us in the tour. Uh, you're probably getting getting to it about how he committed mail fraud. Like faking that these people that had died yes. were alive. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's how they caught him. Uh, and what what happened was was the medical association, um, American Medical Association, the AMA, realized that this guy was like a whack, wacko, and was like hurting people. Mm-hmm. And so the Medical American Association started coming after him, and they're like, "Dude, you gotta you gotta shut this down." And he's like, uh, "No, I'm making money." And so. Uh, According to him, they sent gunmen's and everything, but there was never any evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and according the to the, thing. the whole shootout thing, according to the tour lady that we listened to, she said there was even a bomb that went off. Uh, at, yeah, at his, that uh, was her bomb involved. The bomb radio involved, station at both of his radio stations. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he says whenever he, whenever they tra- they come to arrest him, uh, he went ahead and fled to Mexico. So he couldn't be arrested and opened up a new hospital down there. I think probably killed a few more patients down there. Uh, got bored down there in Mexico and decided, fine, I'll face it to my crimes. Came back up to Iowa, faced it to his crimes, and the jury found him guilty. He claimed that the jury was given alcohol, booze, and women uh, by the American Medical Association to sway their, their jury. And that's and that it was a rigged jury because they were given booze and women, and that's why he and that he was innocent the whole time and that he had proof and all this stuff, and he only spent like did, did he have mountains of evidence? I bet he had mountains of evidence. <laughs> uh, anyways, he didn't spend long in jail. His dog stepped on a bee too. His dog stepped on a bee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This guy was the worst. Um, so Norman Baker, after after that happened, there was a guy down in Eureka who's it was his son, wasn't it? I can't remember. Anyways, there was there was a person that owned this building, and they, the kid was sick, mm-hmm. or was it his wife? It was his, his wife. I thought it was the son. That's what you were talking about in the car. Was it? Okay. So, a relative of his, we'll just say relative, because I don't I don't want to mess this up. Uh, so a relative of his got uh, had cancer, and he heard about Norman Baker up in Iowa, and had got a hold of one of his magazines and thought. Well, crap, maybe this guy can save me. And so he calls Norman Baker, and they come down. He comes down, and he finds Eureka Springs. And it's like, oh, goodness gracious, these people love miracle cures. They're all about the Eureka Springs. I can just set up shop right here and start selling my medicine again. They don't even know anything about me. And so he came to the south, set up shop in Eureka Springs, Kansas, uh... Uh, took this building here, which I believe I thought it was a hotel, but maybe I'm wrong, uh, and turned it into uh, his hospital. Mm-hmm. I think that was after the college. Mm-hmm. I think it was a college, and then he yes. turned it. He bought the bought the building, and turned it into the Baker Hospital. Uh, created a morgue underneath the hospital uh, because obviously, you know, he apparently you know really had good trust in his medicine and needed a morgue <laughs> right. for all the dying patients. <laughs> right. um, 
But apparently his, his concoction, how it was given, was uh, he would put it on a needle. He'd have his nurses put it on a needle. And then they would stab them five to seven times in, like, the arm or the back. And that's how they would uh, administer the medication. Jeez. So they would just stick it into the jar and then just stab their patients with it. And the patients claimed that it would they would feel weaker. They wouldn't feel well after it. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't want to keep coming. And they felt like they were getting sicker. Which they were getting sicker because it wasn't helping any. Um, and so, anyways, he ended up uh, killing the poor man's relative and killing uh, multiple other people once he uh, came here. But finally, justice caught up with him and uh, the American Medical Association uh, came and got him for uh, fraud. And uh, he ended up having to run again, and he, I think he gave up his practice after that and, and decided to call it quits, and he ended up uh, dying of cancer, I found out, mm -hmm. listening to the ghost tour. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah. Justice he, is served. Mm -hmm. He ended up dying of cancer afterwards. Uh, but he's not the only ghost here. Um, we're currently in room 218, where supposedly Michael lives. Mm -hmm. Michael was here when they were remodeling it yes. to a hotel. Yep. And the story goes, he was, they didn't say it on this ghost tour, but when I came a year ago, they were talking about how he, you know, he, he, he was a women. women. Yeah. And yep. he, supposedly, he was catcalling a woman. Yep. And slipped and fell on one of the rafters above this room or in this room. Yeah, that's what I had heard. And, uh... Is that there it was, wasn't a roof here yet. I believe yeah. it was from what is now the roof mm, down yes. into this room. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it ended in this room. Pretty sure they said it ended in this yeah, room. Yeah, I think he fell and died in this room. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, they, they say, uh, he attracts to women, uh, doesn't really like men. I can't remember what they said that he does to men or what interactions. They said that, uh, some men have been known to wake up and find their blankets pulled being off pulled of them. Off them, yeah. Or yep. being pulled off. Um, with women, they'll feel like touching the hair, mm -hmm. or one one girl or woman woke up to somebody playing with her ear, or blowing right. on her ear, and she turned turned over to give her husband a kiss, and he was faced the other direction. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. and then he likes to play with the bathroom door here. Uh, he's got a bladder problem, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the, he'll turn the faucet on. Uh, or uh, when they did have curtains in this room, the curtain, the shower curtain would be moved. Mm-hmm. They say that he likes to hang around the shutters. They've had the curtains move and the door open. Uh, that's why I've got the camera faced that way. But uh, we haven't had anything happen yet. Uh, the the so. only thing we've had that still not sure exactly what happened was uh, earlier in the day when we heard the mm -hmm. knock yeah. on the door. Yeah, I was, I was out on the balcony talking to my wife. And I, I heard it, too. I heard it like a... Yep. But it was louder than that, and it, I mean, it was straight behind me. Right. I, I heard two knocks, and I said, Matt, could you get the door? And he went to go to the door. Nobody in the hallway, nobody at the door. Could have been a number of things, but, you know, given the stories and knowing that, you know, nobody was there, it's kind of cool, kind of cool, kind of mm -hmm. creepy. So I guess let's, let's go into our interests in the topic. I'm, I'm a skeptic. I used to like really be into it, but I think it got to the point where I would see videos on YouTube. And, I, and at the time, I knew a lot about video editing. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, somebody could do that on a computer. You know, you see the videos now, like people post mm-hmm. videos on TikTok of UFOs, but it's very elaborate. Right. Lights yeah. are flashing mm-hmm. and, and it's just huge it's, and yeah. it's hovering over the ground and you never hear anything about it on the news. It's like, that's sick. Right. So, my, probably my one and only experience, if you want to call it that, um, when I lived in Baltimore, we lived on a, we had a two-story house and you come up the stairs here and you go this way, bathroom, and then if you go further, that's my parents' bedroom, back to the stairs. Right at the top of the stairs to the right was mine and my brother's room. Uh, these stairs had little metal hangovers on the edges, so you didn't, like, crack the wood or scuff right. the wood or, or whatever, and they'd make, like, a, you know, like a... Clank, a metal clanking noise as you walked up them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it means barefoot, socks, whatever. You, you'd hear it. Right. right. Uh, so I'm in my room. My Our room, I mean, it's like this, and the door's here. So our room was above the, the living room downstairs. My bed was right up here by the door. Across the steps, the bathroom here. I'm laying in my bed, and they, we, had, we had one of those pull chains. Oh, yeah. Uh, over a ceramic medicine cabinet, uh, sliding doors, and I kept hearing like you you turn the lamp on and clatter up yeah. against the ceramic, yeah. and uh, never heard anyone come up the stairs, and I never went to bed before my brother came to bed, because mainly just because I was young and because I didn't think it was fair that he got to stay up later than me. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm laying there in bed, and all of a sudden I hear this chain. Like, I get chills just thinking Dang about, about it. it. yeah. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, no one came upstairs. Why is it doing that? And just, just for, like, a, a good five minutes, I think it was until someone came up the stairs and shh, shh, shh. And then, like, my brother came in the room. Like, I heard him come up the stairs. Tap, 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 tap. Right, right. And he comes in the room. I was like, is there someone in the bathroom? And he's like, no, Mom and Dad are downstairs. And, like, they, he, I, I mean, I couldn't explain it. I mean... There was no fan in that bathroom. It was about about the size of the bathroom we got right here. There's no no room for a bathroom. It was it was probably a little bit longer, and uh, it had a window in it, but the window never opened. We 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 never opened that window. It not even in the winter, so it wasn't a breeze. There was no fans at the top of the stairs or anything. There was a fan in our room and a fan in my parents' room. Both of them were too far away to even do anything. Gotcha. Uh, my dad said that he. See, my, yeah, my dad said that he was sitting in the living room. The living room's here, and then the hallway's here. There's a pantry, and then the kitchen. And then, uh, so he's sitting on the couch here, and he said he saw a shadow move along the wall toward the kitchen mm-hmm. until until it got to the kitchen and it just disappeared. Uh, my brother said that he was walking past the pantry from the from the stairs to the to the kitchen. And uh, he said he saw a figure standing on the other side of the pantry. Uh, and, and then uh, we had the basement. The basement was underneath. Then it, it ran the length of the house. Gotcha. And uh, he said he looked down the pantry. And then behind, on this side of the pantry where you can't see, there's a, a door to go down to the basement. I never liked it back there. Right. Like, not even to the basement. I didn't like that area. That's where we hung our, our coats and stuff. But he said he saw an old lady in a gown standing there. And he flipped the light onto the pantry and gone. Like, I guess, I don't know if it was like a double take. Right. Where he walked past, saw her, and then went back and flipped the lights on and nothing was there. 
but I don't know if my mom ever saw anything. But uh, we we went back to see it. This is before Kelly and I were even together. So over over seven years ago, it was 2007, I think, when the flood happened in Miami. And uh, so the guy had remodeled and everything. Never said that anything happened. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. What, what about you, you guys? Yeah. What do you got? Well, I want to hear some of yours. So I know mine. <laughs> I've got uh, yeah, got a lot it. of things that I have experienced as far as not knowing what's going on. Um, a couple in particular that, that I want to talk about. One involves this place to here. Uh, and then one... Well, actually, I guess technically they both involved my sister because she was there for both of them. So, uh, the first one in particular, the oldest one that happened, uh, back when I still lived, still lived with my parents, I was probably 16... 15, 16, uh, where my mom and I and two of my cousins, my sister, are sitting on the couch, or they're sitting on the couch, I'm sitting in one of the, like, the love seat we had, and my little sister is sitting on the couch, and she's looking into the kitchen, very scared, looking underneath the kitchen table. Now, my sister, uh, when she was born, she was, uh, she was born with, like, a growth in her throat, we didn't think she was gonna make it, it's a miracle that she survived. And she's always been kind of, kind of, uh, I guess special in a way, in that she has been able to see things or hear things that nobody else has done or seen. Like, uh, before I get back to the story, when she was, like, just old enough to talk, uh, when she was born, about the time she was born, my grandma had passed away, my dad's mom. And Autumn was born with a scar on her foot on her foot bottom of her foot that looked like backwards r my grandma's name was ruth and when she got old enough to talk she looked at my dad and she just said remember when you was little and i took you to this place and she mentioned some place that my grandma had taken my dad when he was a kid and a story that he's never told any of us before so you know we knew she was she's kind of special mm-hmm well, then this incident happened where she's looking underneath the kitchen table, and she looks really scared, so my mom asked her what's wrong, and she said, there's, a, there's something under the table. And I'm like, what is it? And I get up and look, and then she's, you just see her very much scared, looking into the living room now, and she says that this thing climbed up onto my shoulder. So I'm like, well, what, what are you seeing? What is this? And she said it looks like a monkey or a dog. Hmm. Well, again, no idea what it is. My mom's scared. My cousins are all scared. But she's seeing this thing. So I go, and I go into the kitchen, and I get my dad's uh, little ghost hunting kit. Because um, we've all been involved in the paranormal since forever. So I go and get his kit. I'm using the EMF detector. And I'm going to these specific places that she's telling me she sees things. And there's nothing at first. By the time I get to there, it's already moved. Well, then she gets up and she, like, runs into the bedroom. And my parents' bedroom was in the back. You had to walk through the kids' bedroom to get to there. And so I go in there, and she says it's under my mom and dad's bed. So I go and look, and I push that EMF detector under there, and it just goes off like crazy. Like, it, like I've never heard it go off before. 
And so I pull it out real quick, and I'm like putting it back under there, and nothing, nothing again. Well, I get up, and I go into the bedroom, and I'm like, at this point, getting kind of like agitated. And so I start antagonizing what she says is there. Right. And her and both my cousins start screaming because this thing is now on my shoulders. Like, literally sitting on my shoulders, she says. And so my mom's, like, in the living room. She's, like, freaking out. And um, all of a sudden, Autumn just stops. She says, it's gone. It just, you know, just went away. Never again had that happen. But still, like... I don't know if it was just her imagination playing tricks with her, or if something was really there. But yeah. either way, I was interested, and from that point on, I was like, I want to do this all the time. Fast forward to literally just a couple of years ago, right at the start of uh, COVID, her, myself, <clears throat> my brother, and one of our cousins decided to come and stay here uh, at the hotel. And the room that we ended up staying in, we were wanting to get this room... But it had gotten booked the last second. Mm -hmm. So they ended up giving us another room that they said had a lot of activity. So we're staying in that room. And at the time, we were the only people here. Uh, Up until the next day when a group of paranormal... (coughs) Like a a husband and wife, I think, that were paranormal investigators showed up. But prior to that, it was just us. And so we are in our room. And we come out. And... We look over at the, the room kind of so adjacent to us, I guess. So we're here, and it's right here. And I can see what looks like a shadow walking back and forth. Hmm. So we're like, that's strange, because we thought we were the only people here. So we go downstairs, and I'm like, hey, is anybody else staying here? And they were like, no, you guys are the only ones. So we go back up there, and I use my phone, and stick it under the door, and like start recording, and there's nothing. see nothing at all. And so I was a little, a little creeped out by that. It's a little creepy that we saw a shadow, but then nothing there. Right. Could have been, like, reflections coming through the window or something. Could have been anything, but, you know, there was nothing there. We didn't see anything. But uh, later that night, my brother and my cousin decided they were going to stay in the room and play video games. So my sister and I went down to the ballroom and asked if we could look around. And they let us, and it was pretty much pitch dark in there. And all the tables are sitting there. The chairs are all pushed in. And we're asking questions, doing like EVP session kind of stuff. And um, I am taking pictures. I've got a video going and I'm taking pictures, you know, as I go. And at one point we turn back around and start heading back this, you know, towards the, the door. And there is a table with one of the chairs now pulled out facing the direction we were at. Well, we thought that was weird enough. And I, I just wrote it off. Right, like, right, maybe right. we didn't see it when we came in, you know, maybe because it was dark. So it's possible that there could have been a chair pulled out. We just didn't know it. But we saw it literally facing us at this point. So I start snapping a couple pictures. Um, at the time that I had snapped the picture, um, we obviously hadn't heard anything. We get back to the to our room, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm looking at the pictures I just took and the videos. And in the video, I don't see anything. I'm going by... And then I hear, because we're like, uh, you know, is anybody here who wants to talk to us, blah, 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 you know, the usual stuff. And as I'm passing like this, and we turn around to see that chair, we hear what sounds like, to me, 
and to her, uh, something say, have a seat, or take a seat, or something like that, something to that effect. Um, my brother laughed, he's like, oh, you, you, you faked that, that was you. It was not my voice. Autumn knows, Autumn said she knows that she didn't hear me say anything. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, alright, that's weird. So I start flipping through the photos, and I come across one of the photos, one of the, I think there was probably the ten or so photos that I took of that chair, and in one frame of those photos, you see what looks like almost like the, the just the side of somebody's face. You can kind of make out like an eye socket area, kind of like a nose shape and like a mouth, and it almost looks like on that one side that you can see that they have kind of a almost like a longer style hair, but it was a manly looking face. Hmm. I've sent it to you before. Yeah. I need to see if I can find that photo. But, uh, yeah, that was another thing that I can't explain. Not going to say, yes, we caught a ghost, but it was definitely unexplained. And mm-hmm. I still, to this day, don't know, and I'm hoping that tonight we find something. That something nice. that's, something that's right, just like, right. all right, you know what, there's no denying, we can't disprove right. that, you know? Um, and that's what we're trying to do, disprove, yep, yep. to make sure that we you know, cover all bases, but if we happen to come across something, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be pretty happy about that. Um... I was excited to find out that a pair of my <clears throat> pair of my favorite uh, investigators who have a YouTube channel actually were here. Yeah, that's really cool. Not too long before we were here. I know. Like, it sucks we didn't catch them here. Right? I right, know. Yeah. But my sister told me that they had posted a video, so I checked it out, and sure enough, <laughs> it was the exact same place we're at now. Yep. And they even, they even stayed in the same room. Uh, one of the same rooms. So. Uh, I think they had two different rooms. This one and a different one down the hall. But yeah, it's super cool. You just find that. Plump me up. Extreme lip plumper. Man, somebody <laughs> was after Michael. <laughs> well then. I ain't putting it on my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I just looked over here and I saw something shine behind the uh, uh, behind that dresser. <laughs> Love me legs. some lip plumper. Right. Well then. What what what, what got you into it? That's weird that you found that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so what got me into it... My butt. Uh, my butt didn't get him into it. My butt just it, hurts. Yeah, that was not his butt. <laughs> no, Mikey didn't come over and was like, listen, man, my butt is haunted and you need to get into this. That and is not goes, what happened. <laughs> yeah. No, right? So, sorry to interrupt you, but Nikki just uh, texted me and said, because she's watching Brian's live, so she swears she just heard a female voice say, "What's that?" Huh? I wonder if we uh, like when I you. pulled up the lip, the plump me up. I don't know. I'll probably have to go back and find out. I'll ask her if she knows. Do you know what what point you were looking at? <laughs> I know that seems weird, <laughs> but like, also keep in mind there was another ghost tour supposed to come through at some point, and it's possible it could have been somebody walking by. Maybe. Uh, I didn't hear anybody. I haven't heard anybody I either. I heard people but, out I mean, front though. Did you guys hear them? No, I, I heard people out there, but that was like five minutes ago. I thought they were coming from outside. I don't know. You didn't hear. She said it was a little bit, wa- a little while well, I back. I heard from that way. <laughs> a little That's while weird. back. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll I, go back I can look. download the footage and then look at it later. Yeah, we'll have to do yeah. that. Anyways, anyways, uh, so what got me into it was uh, growing up in a like kind of haunted house. So I say kind of because it wasn't like always haunted. Uh, stuff would happen, and then it would just go dormant for a really long time, and then stuff would happen, and then it would just go dormant, and 
back and forth, you know. And, uh, so what happened was, um, I'd get up at night and I'd hear walking up and down the halls. That was the main thing. I'd hear walking up and down the halls. And I, I'd think, oh, my parents would have gone to the bathroom or something. So I'd get up. And I first thing I'd do is I'd always check my parents' bedroom because it was right off of my bedroom, and I'd look and they'd be asleep. Hmm. So I'd go I'd go walk down the down the hallway and I'd look and I always did a check. Well, uh, Courtney ended up calling it my man check when I was dating Courtney. Checking like Courtney would be like, make sure you do man check. You check uh, me? Huh? You just said check me before you said Courtney. Or Courtney, not check check me. But uh. So I, I would go and I, I'd get up and I'd look around, you know, I'd walk to the end of the hallway. I'd never go throughout the rest of the house, but I'd walk to the end of the hallway. I'd stop, listen, look around, go back to the room. Well, I remember one night, I remember one night I woke up and there was a shotgun actually noise. I, uh, I don't even know if I told you this one. Uh, there was a shotgun noise and it literally, like I was half asleep and there was the sound of a shotgun like in my room. And I jumped a foot because it was so loud. Like it sounded like a shotgun going off in my room. And I literally jumped up in my bed. Hmm. Uh, and again, no shotgun. My parents didn't hear it. Nothing. And I was like, so I just went back to sleep. Well, uh, I don't remember the, which one happened first. But uh, one night, I was walking down the hallway. Again, because I heard footsteps. Er, and I heard banging noises coming from the game room. Which was at the opposite end of the house. And at the opposite end of the... Yeah, it's still going. Okay. Uh, opposite of the house, um, I'm standing there, and I can see through the kit, through the living room, through the kitchen, and into this doorway that leads into this other room. Um, I see a shadow figure, a shadow person. And at the time, I didn't know what a shadow person was. Um, and they had uh, like a fedora hat on. Uh, at the time, I didn't know that that was like a typical thing for shadow people to have was fedoras. Um, I thought it was his hair spiked out, like this. Uh, but he walked through the doorway, or, like through the doorway and into the the bedroom, into the room, and then there was just a bunch of banging noises again, like, mm. a, pol like a poltergeist. And I don't know why I didn't go in. I didn't check on it. I didn't do anything. I just went back to bed. It was really weird. I know. Like you would think I would have woke my parents and been like, "True alert." Uh, but I didn't. I stranger I, danger. Stranger so danger. Yes. Yeah. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> no, I just went back to bed. I think, as far as I remember, I, uh. Up one of them like I poke. Yeah, right. And then another night, I woke up, and uh, again, like I said, I, my first my first move was I always, well, I would always check the uh, my parents' bedroom, and I looked in there. My dad was out of bed and in the bathroom, and my mom was in bed sleeping. Well, I noticed there was a big ball of light on the wall, and it was flat, and. I'm like, okay. And so I'm thinking to myself, my dad's in the bathroom shining a flashlight on the wall. Because That's what he does when he poops. He just plays with a flashlight. I thought he was bored playing with a flashlight, you know, just messing around. Legitimately. That's what I thought. Because that's what it was. It was just kind of going like that on the wall. And it looked like a flashlight. So I didn't think anything of it. I came back, came back in. and I walked down the hallway, looked around, came back. And that's the EMF going off, by the way, guys. Uh, Brian's checking EMF here. Sorry. Sorry. By the phone. No, you're fine. And that was also TikTok there. Uh, we go to... I, I wake my mom, and I ask my dad. I'm like, Dad, we, did you have a flashlight in the bathroom? And he's like, uh, no. 
He's like, what do you mean to have a flashlight? And so I woke mom, I was like, mom, did you see the light on the, did I just go off? on the window? I mean, on the wall? And she said, no, I didn't see a light. And to this day, I don't know what that light on the wall was. I'm getting yellows. Michael, are you here? And I'm getting chills, too. Did it just get colder in here? Michael, can you make that light up more? Can you make it go orange? Right here. Just step up to it. That started about the time I turned the music down so I could pull up our stream to see what It did, on. didn't it? Alright, well, we're going to turn it off now, Michael. Maybe you need to turn the music up a little bit. You said you turned it down? I turned it off. Yeah, oh, you went to look at the stream. Alright, I think we'll go ahead and turn it off, Michael. If you don't want to... You know, hang out with us. We know pretty ladies, but we know how to have a good time. We know pretty ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I know quite a few pretty ladies. Oh. But uh, I remember the investigation we did at your house. Yeah. Why am I going off? You're haunted. Nikki like, said that it's been going back and forth between green and yellow for a while now. Oh, really? Like, I guess you were able to see it on the stream. But, uh... I don't have anything. Like, we were... We Let's were in, in the game room, which was your... TV, maybe, when it was up there? No, it was right here. Oh, okay. It was facing the cameras. Hmm. But, uh... I remember we were in yeah, your room... Yeah, I don't have anything. And, uh... It was, it was me, Mikey, Humberto, and Sarah. And oh, I think... And Humberto was holding the camera. In my parents' house? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarah was holding the the recorder, EMF. Yeah. EVP. 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 Recorder. God damn, yeah. it's been so long since I've done anything like this. She was holding the EVP recorder, and uh, I, I think Mikey and I were just kind of standing there. I think Mikey was walking around the room with uh, with one of those uh, EMF, and uh, she's like, she's like, what should I say? I'm like, I'm just asking something like. Um, is there anything, anybody here who would like to talk? And all of a sudden you hear it. Yeah. That's yeah. still the clearest like, I, one I've ever I don't ever know gotten. how many people I showed that. And I remember yeah, yeah, I was yeah. sitting there listening. And I was like, I got something. Yeah, that's, that's still that's the, the clearest thing, thing I've ever like, gotten. I've gotten other ones, but never that clear. Exactly. Still to this day, like, I, I, I remember, and even the footage, the video footage that Matt had. Yeah. There's not either one of us, any one of us. No. None you of know? us talking, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even there. But that, and we all have a very distinct voice. Yeah. You'd have been like, oh. And like, yeah. that was a very Sarah feminine voice, too. Answering me. Yeah, right after, and, too. And it was, and right before you hear it, you hear the EMF go, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think that was when we used my dad's recorder and EMF detector. Yeah, because we didn't have anything Because it was before you got all your, your yeah. gear. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he still got that recording too on the on his like recorder. recording. Nice. Who, who, who does? My dad. Nice. Because that was his stuff we were using. Yeah. Because it was the first time any of I think any of you guys had ever done it. Yeah, I've done it before, yeah. obviously, but yeah. I, and I was explaining what to do, and I that's when we handed everything to each person. Yeah. Started and nuts. did the whole like no, like all that. Let me you turn know. my camera real quick. I think that's all I've got to talk about. She said it was doing it stopped and was doing it again yeah, when it was sitting up there. So it's got all of that. It's not the phone. So is that where we're gonna end it now? Or what are we doing? 
Nice. Yeah, we can because we can do some actual EVP work now and yeah. stuff. So it looks like what we're going to do now is go ahead and end the streams. And uh, we're actually going to do a little bit of maybe ghost a little bit of ghost hunting cool. for real. Uh, and just kind of see what's going on. What we can get. So thank you guys for joining. <clears throat> and we hope to see you next time. Any last words there, Spartan? Uh, no, I'm good. See you guys next time. See you next time. Yeah, even, even my charger cord. Doesn't Don't forget, stay haunted. It does it right there where it charges my phone like crazy. But I mean, this is that's nowhere near it. What about the telephone? Does it do anything over there? No, no, it doesn't do anything. And TV and everything too? No, TVs. Yeah, no? It does it a little bit. Like if I move it around right. the phone real You're quick. You're creating static there though. Yeah. So. But just sitting there, it shouldn't have anything to go off of. All right, you guys think I should leave it live for questioning? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.